Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. All right, welcome to another episode of the Sword and Shield. Uh, this is Chief Master Sergeant Howard, uh, Acting uh, Command Chief and Superintendent of the 960th COG. And today with me I have... Hey, I am Command Chief Shana Cullum, uh, the 433rd uh, Airlift Wing Command Chief. Uh, thanks for having me over. No, I appreciate it, Chief. Um, you know, just to kind of frame it out a little bit, uh, the 433rd is uh, here on JBSA with us, and uh, you are our supporting partner uh, within the reserves here at JBSA, correct? We are. And, yes. uh, <laughs> right. Um, and I just wanted to, to talk today about uh, some of the relationships uh, that we have and that how the two wings work and kind of um, some of the nuances between the wings. So how long have you been here? So I've been here right at two years now. Oh, wow. Yep. It's gone fast. Gotcha. Very fast. Uh, can you kind of give me your perspective of um, what that relationship was uh, two years ago um, between uh, the 960th and the 433rd? I can. So actually, it goes back a little bit before that. When I found out that I was coming here um, from Westover, um, I was talking to uh, Chief Tomlinson. He was the first sergeant fam at the time. And when he heard I was coming to Lackland, he asked me to reach out to Chief Zabala, um, who when the 960th was still a group right. at that at that point. And he said that there was a lot of stress between the between the, the group and the wing um, and uh, we knew that the 960th was going to grow into a wing very quickly, um, shortly after I got here. But, um, I think it, I think it makes sense to, to talk about where we came from right. to get to where we are right now. Um, two and a half years ago, three years ago, four years ago, when the 940 or the 960th was, was a group just starting, um, and they awkwardly placed a, group that falls under 10th Air Force under a 4th Air Force asset um, for us to support. Right. Um, but the the all of the unknowns um, created a lot of friction. Um, and, and the two leadership teams back then probably did not communicate as well as as um, could have been. Gotcha. Um, and we, we ran into struggles of, um, and it was learn as we go, the, you know, passcodes, the fourth air force, um, NAF doesn't have access to 10th air force group pass passcodes, passwords right. to our passcodes to, to be able to support LRS. I mean, you guys were deploying and our LRS couldn't supply uniforms because, we couldn't see any of your folks because they they had different passcodes. Right. So um, I know that was one area of contention and um, med group trying to get the communication lines and those those records to be able to cross flow so we could see the the uh, uh, 960th paperwork. I mean that was it seems very fundamental, but it was a huge issue. Right. Um, and uh, um, the 433rd was not manned to the manning to to support the extra group 
um, initially wasn't laid in. Um, so they were struggling. Um, it, it created a lot of contention. So that was three, four years ago. Um, you know, and you, and then you put the, the, um, uniqueness of all the GSUs, right. um, working a completely different mission set. Uh, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of ingredients for a very bad recipe, um, if you if you will. Um, but I really think in the last two two and a half years, there has been we've we've grown leaps and bounds. Um, the the relationship, the um, communicating between the the new sets of leadership um, groups and trying to work those hurdles. Now we know what the hurdles are, right? Um, but where we are right now, I think we have, um, do I think we have a lot of, a lot of, uh, space to, to get better? Most definitely. Um, but I think, I think the communication between the leadership teams are about as good from my perspective. Anyways, you guys haven't told us any different. So, um, <laughs> from my perspective, um, is probably the best that it has been since the nine sixtieth um, sprouted. So, Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. My, from my perspective, right. So uh, come November, we'll be two years as a wing. Right. So we uh, we were activated in wow, November yeah. of uh, 18 um, and we were stood up. Uh, we went from the group to the wing. Um, so that brought its own growing pains as well as the previous growing pains. Um, you, you know, you hit on GSUs. Um, we have 10 different GSUs spread across the continental U.S. Um, so that's a that's a, a big muscle movement for anybody. Uh, let alone when we start adding some of those other pieces that uh, that you discussed, uh, where we talk about uh, the the chain of information from the Fourth Air Force, the chain of the of information from the Tenth Air Force, what requirements are for simple processes. You know, let let's take uh, step two. It was one of the most recent right. processes. Um, sometimes um, when it comes to programs like that, you your NAF has a certain way that they mm -hmm. want to see uh, items and how do you get uh, some yeah. of those um, opportunities. And then the 10th does it a little bit differently. Those minor nuances when it comes to the single FSS that uh, we use under the 433rd um, can be very problematic. If they got a set of rules from their leadership, uh, from your wing, and then from your NAF, and then we come in with a, di a totally different uh, looking package, now that brought, uh, brings uh, where do we deconflict those problems? So it, it's it's a training situation where we have to explain how um, the 10 uh, Air Force looks at it differently, and this is the requirements, um, while still meeting the intent of the force. So why are they different, right? right. <laughs> why is it so different when it's going to AARPC? Um, you know, and that I think that's one of the key pieces there. But when it comes to the to the leadership piece um, specifically, I would say that uh, since coming to the group in June, um, and even when I was at the unit prior to that, that that relationship between the four thirty third and the nine sixty at the um, you know, um, it, it's really easy for, for each side to throw spears, right, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. of, of how we look at it. But uh, being at the group, I know that the conversations you and I have on a regular basis, the fact that uh, both uh, wing leaderships talk weekly at a minimum, mm -hmm. if not uh, multiple times a week. I'd like to highlight COVID as a good example. Uh, when COVID uh, really kicked off, um, before that, we were having at least once a week meetings um, with your your staff, right? Mm -hmm. So we would come to your staff meeting, and then we'd also have additional pre-UTA meetings that we would attend. Yeah. Um, and um, your leadership team has, uh, specifically this leadership team with you and Carmel McLean, 
has made sure that we were invited to uh, any of the meetings, um, that we had a seat at the table, and that we were provided the same information as anybody else within the wing. Right. So that goes a long way. It's it's a, an equality thing right there. Right. Uh, that, yeah. yes, we acknowledge you're a wing, you're a wing. And we know that we're sharing these resources yeah. um, and then uh, making sure that we were informed uh, timely and, and kept in the loop. But COVID specifically, when things started really falling off. Right. So when the stress starts to really ratchet up and uh, we have a lot of constrained resources, um, your team made sure that uh, we were included. We were part of the cats. Um, we were getting regular updates. Um, we were included in all of the stats when it came to how do we solve this problem. Uh, 960th was always part of the equation when it came to those conversations, as well as uh, always part of uh, the solution. So you would reach out to us. What do you guys see? How would you like to do this? Do you want to be separate from us in doing this or would you like us to take this on? Right. So you guys do take on a number of things to support us so that we're not doing uh, double or triple the work, right? Yeah. So the the step two process actually was an eye opener for me because when I got here, um, I I didn't realize that there was even two separate processes. So I work with the FSS and say this is how we're going to do it, and then out of the, out of the clear blue sky, uh, Chief Bischoff is like, hey, wait a minute, we can't do it that way. And it's, I didn't even realize that there there were possibly two different processes. Right. And it was and it makes total sense. Um, but that really opened up my eyes to I can't just assume um, that that you all are doing the same thing that we are because we do. We fall under two separate umbrellas. Um, but you guys have made it so easy. Um, and actually fun to to interact um, both you and Chief Bischoff and, and Colonel Jones um, and, and Colonel Ridge. Um, but I so I don't I don't look at the 960th as um, extra support. I look at it as an extra resource. OK, um, so it, the PDC is the, the perfect example Um, you know, we were trying to get that up and going and supply classes for basically seven classes a week. That's seven hours of class. That's a monumental. A it, was, lift, it right? was, but we, um, both wings have had, um, the COVID, um, made a lot of our folks unemployed. Um, right. we, we needed a resource to, um, get caught up on EPRs, decorations. A lot of people didn't know how to do that. And we used that avenue, but we did not have the people and the knowledge and the facilitators to get that PDC up and flying um, to where it is today. So I looked at the 960th as an extra resource. Um, yes, we it, it's a it's a give and take, but you guys have given back just as much as as uh, um, as there has been support needed. Um, with saying that, I think we got a lot of room for improvement with, you know, the GSUs. Um, it's difficult to support folks that you don't, you've never seen, you've yes. never laid eyes on, um, that have a complete different mission, um, and and you're not manned for. So, so our FSS is manned really for about twenty three to twenty five hundred folks, but they're supporting about four thousand. Right. Um, and when I say they're manned for. That means they have the positions, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the the, the bodies filling those warm that are those those positions. Right. So um, can we speak to that a little bit? Right. So yeah. I, I, I kind of want to break that down so people understand um, what this looks like. Right. So the here's the ugly part of, of what's going on mm -hmm. is, um, yeah. you know, when we talk about that manning, you, you might have on uh, your UMD, let's say just for 
uh, a number, say 20. Right? Mm-hmm. And of that 20, it's a mixture of TRs, ARTs, and maybe NAGR. Right. Um, so then let's say you have, um, you know, four of those arts that are pulling MPA somewhere else. Now you're manned, you're fully manned, right. but you don't necessarily have the, um, the body in the seat to do those problems. Right. So I don't know if you could speak a little bit more to that. So I don't, I don't have the very specific numbers to, to each, right. but, um, and I, and I don't want to misspeak there. I know that, uh, the AGR conversion has helped us out a little bit, okay. um, with getting those positions filled. Um, you know, the, the TRs, um, we're, we're sitting a little bit better, but that's okay. not helping our GSUs and, right. and the rest of our members going into going into a UTA when everything's hitting. And now you got COVID where even and, and it'll be interesting to see. I, I have complete confidence that we're, we'll figure it out right. um, and get our airmen taken care of. But it's not going to be an easy road because now we're even there. They're already short mans um, and they were keeping up. Right. But by far not ahead. Yeah. And now we are way far behind, even with the 433rd members. So it is going to take some constant. Um, right. No, it's it's it's, yeah. it's a it's a hairy situation uh, when we look at it. Right. Um, you know, it, it's part of the nature of the reserves. So we're, we man enough full time staff to keep the lights on and keep some of the processes moving so that we can prep for that surge capability through a mm-hmm. UTA um, bringing in our TRs. So when COVID comes into play, right? So we are already built to be behind throughout the month, catch up on the UTA on top of all the other requirements we put there. Right. And then now you throw COVID in there and we're doing it virtually. We've got it sporadic. So when it comes to some of those support um, agencies, they have specific systems that they have to access, which may be a server or something or terminal in location. Mm -hmm. So how do I get them to actually attack that terminal? You know, LRS is a good example of right um, of, yeah. of having a specific terminal that they have to use for some of the movements. If uh, I don't get that that person in the seat, then I'm even further behind. And right. if I'm not catching that up, right, it, it's very problematic. Yeah. So we're looking at that. We're we're already trying to project how we're going to get that fixed. Right. I don't know that it'll ever be 100 percent fixed, but better. Um, and you and I had talked to, to Chief White here several yes. months back and addressed this. And I think I think uh, this comes back to the I don't think he completely at that point understood where we were manning wise until right. we talked to him when he was here on his visit and brought it to his attention. And I know it's being talked about, but um, maybe this will be the answer, maybe um, to getting a 960th FSS. Right. Yeah. No, um, I've seen or, a couple of medical different or, yeah. <laughs> or um, fill in the blank, whatever, whatever that is. So, right. um, no, great point. Right. So when we talked to chief white, I think that, uh, because of our relationship, it helped yeah. sell the point because it wasn't adversarial, right. It wasn't right. like, you're not providing this or you guys are asking for too much or you're unrealistic. It was, yeah. no, we agree. Here's the situation. Here's the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and I know that, um, Chief Loper, prior to Chief Malcolm and Chief Malcolm now at the at the NAF, have championed it, and I believe uh, Chief Via is championing yes. it from uh, the fourth. So now yeah. we've got two NAFs working it. We've got two wings, right. um, all addressing this to AFRC. Of we got that the the construct um, worked well on paper, right? right? So when we look at resources to yeah. understand why this decision was made, um, you know they they figured that uh, all that overhead that comes with a squadron, right? So if the 9, uh, 960th ends up getting their own FSS, that comes with a certain amount of overhead. 
Right. And we talk about leadership teams, support staff, things like that. So uh, when AFRC is manning the books and, and looking at those numbers, they're looking at it. Okay, I don't. If I don't have that overhead, I can put it here under the four thirty third. Add one or two bodies versus ten. Right. So it's a, an easy numbers game. Um, right. What that comes down to our individual airmen is. Um, when that number game doesn't work out in their favor, right. um, we see lags in things like um, travel vouchers, which is one of the biggest ones within the 960th, yeah. right? And uh, we've been lucky that those relationships have worked well. Um, we've leveraged individuals. Uh, we've been happy, I hate to say, approach <laughs> some of, some talent from uh, your your wing to come over and help support standard <laughs> things up. Well, we don't mind sharing. Right. We, we're good sharers. Um, but... Uh, I think we've done a really good job at, 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 at trying to bridge that gap um, right. with the communication and the relationships um, that are being built. But um, I think that I think what I want the airmen to get most is we know their struggles. We know that we've got hurdles in front of us to, to overcome, um, but hopefully you can look back and see where we were and where we are now and see the the huge um, improvement. And we'll just keep, we will keep continuing to talk, communicate, pushing it up the, uh, pushing it up the chain, um, taking every opportunity. Um, like when chief white was here to, right. to make sure that, that uh, everybody is aware um, of what's going on. But in the meantime, um, how do we, how do we take care of our airmen? Um, and, and get it taken care of. And I, I think we're doing a lot better job at that. Um, and as we continue to get the feedback, um, I think our two teams are, are, are doing the best we can to, to fill those gaps. And, and right. And I know, um, from your history and my history, we both were, uh, you know, first sergeants and, uh, together, you, together. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we would love to be able to just snap a finger or have an oh. easy answer to make these, wow. these problems go away. Right. Because, yeah. you know, we truly <laughs> care about our airmen and we truly care about the, uh, the situation. Um, but, um, there's some, some barriers we just can't get past. So yeah. I, I, I think it really comes to the relationship piece that uh, yeah. the two wings have and, and building on that to, to make those improvements. Um, it, 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 when you're in that tactical level, sometimes it feels like it should be easy, right? Why can't I just get this one piece moving? Right. Um, right. And, and I think that's important right? when we talked about um, all those different nuances, when we talk about the different naps, we talk about uh, the different wings, the different processes, then access to those passcodes, um, little things that the, the right. small things that people don't see every day that cause some of those barriers. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you hit on the PDC and uh, uh, kind of how we're coming together as, as two wings to produce that. Do you see any other things that uh, we can work on as uh, two wings to continue to improve um, quality of um, access to development or life for both of the wings and the GSUs? So what, one of the things that, that the PDC has brought to light is how many really great airmen that we have out there that would have been that would have never been brought to the forefront right. um if um if it if the pdc wouldn't have had to had to stand up the way that it did but it opens up so much more aperture outside of the pdc um and and weighing in on the civilian expertise that that a lot of our folks bring to the table that we don't realize because we see them two days two days a month or maybe three or four days a month um i 
I'm excited to see. It's exciting um, to to bring the resources together, but it's also just as exciting to see the 960th growing into itself and being able to be a um, independent PDC as right. well. Um, I know you guys are doing a lot of things, and I'm like, hey, I want to borrow that. <laughs> but it's it is more than just the PDC um, right. it, itself. Um, you know, we, there's been a lot of opportunities for our airmen to come over and and uh, fill some of your MPA um, or our manning um, deficiencies, right. if you will. Um, and we've gotten some of our airmen back that from the 960th that they are um, they have grown um, and that expertise and the different mission set right. um, that the 960th has and bringing that back over to the 930 or for, to the 433rd. Um, I, I just think it's, I think it's a win-win. Um, the, the other, the other, um, areas where we lack or that we're, we're having trouble with, you know, the, the, you know, medical, whatever the case, those things have just got to be worked at, at our level and, right. and continuously talked about and, and worked on. But yeah, I, I'm excited. Honestly, the 960 brings like a breath of fresh air and it's, and then it's, Force the 433rd to to realize that there's more outside of the 433rd and it's right in their backyard. Gotcha. So um, it's, I, yeah. Yeah, I do like the the cross utilization, right? So when you have two wings and two NAFs sitting in the same space, right? Right. Um, you can really start um, cross utilizing knowledge, experience, and um, some of those great practices. And yeah. uh, we have been lucky to, to be able to uh, utilize um, some of your... Uh, you know, heavy hitters uh, to help develop some of our processes. And then we've been able to give opportunity to some of your airmen where um, the opportunity wasn't necessarily available uh, in your wing and vice versa, right? right? So we have individuals that are, are getting kind of um, stovepiped into a position right. you know, with uh, your wing being right here. Um, it's made it a lot easier. And then, uh, of course, we don't talk about the, the fact that we have other reserve units over at Randolph and, and things that, that, that we, we start pulling back and forth from and, right. and making it a, a pretty interesting uh, location. And the breadth, the, the, right. the breadth of experience that's outside of there. Um, I know you've got one individual, she's working travel vouchers and, and has made a huge impact. Significant. Uh, We're talking million dollar changes. Right. She's medical. Yep. She, she she's one of our medical folks. She's gonna be a diamond line first sergeant soon. I know. I heard. Um, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so it, reaching into to the different experiences and the breadth that that um, the opportunities that we have, I'm grateful for it. I'm excited to 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 see where we go in the future. Um, and I, I want to thank the 960th leadership because you guys. Um, uh, you know, yes, we've we've thrown invites out there, but it could have easily been. Oh no, we're good. Um, you guys have have bit on every everything and, and um, have really um, been fun to work with. Uh, and the floats last year was like the was really an icebreaker um, yeah. because the four thirty third we had the float we were going we were a little bit behind schedule and then and then all of a sudden the nine sixtieth comes in and picks it picks it up and and really got everybody across the line um, and it was phenomenal. Uh, but it opened up the opportunity for you guys this year right. to, well, if we would have been able to have Fiesta, but COVID. it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> right. um, so, and, and ho I, I, my hope is, is that, that one float is right behind the other, whether it's 433rd or the 960th, the other one's right behind or right, right. in front of, um, so we can show the, the team. 
the, no, the I fully agree, right? Yeah. So um, that partnership has gone great. And I, I want to thank you as well, you and uh, McLean, um, specifically for opening your arms because uh, it goes both directions, right? Yeah. Um, if uh, you guys didn't want to be good mission partners, you didn't have to invite us, but uh, you guys did. Yeah, um, when we ask for support, um, you guys are always readily available. Um, when we have an issue, you make sure we get the resources. Um, you know, it, it's always at the leadership team level. We always get um, uh, good reception. We always get, um, you know, uh, equal footing. And uh, that relationship has aided in so many of these uh, little barriers we've talked about getting cleared out uh, yeah. in a timely manner uh, to, to get some of these things moving and help us uh, hit some of those fires. We know that there's a lot of uh, growth to still be done. Sure. Um, we know that uh, it's not always pretty, but uh, it, it's one of those things that uh, I wanted to make sure our airmen know that we at the leadership level are at least uh, having good conversations and working together as a team yeah. uh, to work their problems, to make sure that uh, their quality of life um, is there and that we're clearing those barriers that we have to so that they can get at the mission. Um, so I do appreciate all of the stuff that uh, you and your team do uh, has done for us. Um, and all the opportunities that you provide for us uh, as well. So I look forward to, you know, a few more years. Continuing that, right? yes. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else you might want to tell the, the, the crowd um, before we, uh, we we sign off, man? Stay healthy. Stay strong. And uh, thanks for what, you know, just thanks. Uh, our, our airmen um, are just for the most part, phenomenal human beings. Right. Um, and what, what, what the civilian experience brings to the table, um, is, you know, I've been in 28 years now and I still get shocked at some of the folks I get to interact with and what they bring to the table. It just blows my mind. So, um, I'm, I'm thankful to be part of the team and the, a leadership team, you know, you're talking about it being easy. Uh, and Colonel McLean has a, has a saying, if it was easy, mere mortals would, would do it. Right. Um, so, but thanks. Thanks for opening up this opportunity. And, and, uh, I do plan on appropriating your, your, happy um, or not, happy or not awesome. um, kiosk out here. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Right. So, no, I thanks. want to thank you for your time. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's definitely something different. Um, but like everything else we've done, uh, working as a team yeah um you know you at least you help us uh improve how we do business so thank you very That's much um and then of course thank to thank you to all the airmen out there yes. that and their commitment to, to the mission their commitment to their country uh yeah. and their commitment to their fellow airmen uh, so with that i think we'll uh send everybody off on a good day